anything worth doing in this world is going to require cooperating with other human beings, right? Whether it's raising a family or growing a company, whatever you want to do in this life, you will need to learn how to play well with others. And the crux of that is communication. If you're a shitty communicator, you're going to have shitty relationships. And in this episode, I'm going to share with you my simple 4C framework that can quickly upgrade your communication skill. Ready? Let's do it. Welcome to Wiseish. On this show, we combine modern neuroscience with ancient wisdom so you can master your emotions, heal your relationships, and pass on a legacy that you're proud of. I'm your host, Dr. Kavita. I'm a Harvard-trained physician and a double board-certified psychiatrist. And my passion is to teach you the tools that help me create the life of my dreams. Let's get started. All right, my friends. So I want to start off with sharing a story that taught me very early on the importance of learning how to communicate. Okay. I was in eighth grade. Uh, this was in South India, city called Coimbatore, which is my hometown. And I, in eighth grade, we had a test like we all do. Right. And I allowed a classmate to copy off of my answer sheet <laughs> and a proctor found out. And she said, I'm going to tell the principal. And I was terrified because, well, first of all, none of us want to be called to the principal's office, right? But this was even worse because the principal knew my dad personally. My dad was a very well-known eye surgeon back in our hometown. And uh, many, many people in our hometown were his patients. So she, uh, my, my principal's name was Sister Elsie. And she knew my dad personally was his patient. So I was really, really worried because my dad was a very strict disciplinarian. Let me put it that way. So this happens. And the next day I get called to the principal's office. And obviously I'm like, all right, the proctor must have told my teacher and the teacher told the principal. And she did say that she was going to do that. And now the principal's calling me. And she's going to tell my dad and I'm going to have it from my dad at home. And I'm terrified. And I go down to the principal's office, knock on the door. She says, come on in. I go in and she's, I still can see the room and the desk and everything, right? She is stuffing something into an envelope and she closes it and, you know, tapes it down in front of me and hands it to me and says, give this to your dad. And ladies and gentlemen, I had a meltdown, okay? I thought that in that envelope was a letter outlining everything that had happened at the class test the previous day, and I thought she was asking me to, you know, be the bearer of bad news to my dad. And I just had a meltdown, and I started sobbing and apologizing and saying, I won't do this again, please don't tell my dad. And I still remember the look of confusion passing over Sister Elsie's face. And she slowly pulled back the envelope, put it back on her desk and said, go on. <laughs> and I still didn't catch on. 
okay? I still didn't pause because I was so caught up in the narrative in my own head that I could not stop and read the room, so to speak. So I just blathered on and told her the entire thing. And it turned out that she had no idea. Nobody had told her anything. And I ended up blowing my own whistle, <laughs> okay? So even though it's funny in hindsight, it really was a zinger that taught me the importance of learning how to read the room, how to listen before you speak, which is one of the core tenets of being a good communicator, right? So over the years, I have become a decent communicator and I've developed my own framework for going into any conversation that allows that conversation to have the best chance of actually being fruitful, okay? And so I'm gonna share with you my four C's framework. All right, the first C is context. Context is, the way I think about it, is the intention that I have for myself, as in how do I wanna show up in this conversation, and also for the relationship. How do I want the relationship to be at the end of this conversation? Okay, so for example, let's say I'm going to my boss because I need to ask for more resources, but I know that the department is strapped for resources and I know that there's going to be a tussle and a push and pull around this issue, but I still need to ask if I want to produce quality work. So I'm a little nervous about going into this conversation. And the context may be for me that I set the intention that I show up brave, honest, but also flexible and willing to hear the other person's point of view, right? And in terms of the intention for the relationship, I try to go into every conversation with the intention that I will improve the relationship through this conversation, even if we disagree on the solution. That's the important part. Even if we disagree, I want to leave every conversation having improved that relationship, okay? That context helps me have a container of safety and a container for what I allow myself to say and not say in the, in the conversation. If I don't have that container, it's kind of like um, a ship that's sailing without any idea of where the lighthouse is, right? It's very easy to go crash into the rocks. And trust me, I've done that enough and more times and caused so much pain for myself and other people in such conversations that I'm determined now to set the right context for myself so I know how to uh, navigate that conversation in a way that is actually useful and not scarring for either of us. So that's the context. It's the intention for how do I want to show up and the intention for how I want the relationship to be at the end of this conversation. The second C is clarity. Now, from my story with Sister Elsie in eighth grade, you know that if I had paused enough to get more clarity, I would not have put my foot in my mouth, right? That's the thing with clarity. And the way I go about getting clarity is by asking questions that allow me to understand the other person's feelings, 
and needs. Now, these are not easy to find out because most of us don't know how to just come to a conversation saying, hey, these are my feelings and these are my needs. So often people will come to us with complaints, anger, agitation, and bringing in a thousand unrelated things. But you've got to get good at listening for the underlying feelings and needs. And also being curious. Don't just assume that you already know what those needs and feelings are. I used to make that mistake. I used to be like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. But the point is not that you understand. The point is that they feel understood, which is two different things. How do you make someone feel understood? Is by reflecting back what you're hearing in terms of possible feelings and needs. So let's say, for example, I'm having a conversation with my spouse uh, about how to discipline our child and that we have different opinions around that. Okay, so I might say, okay, tell me what you're thinking about how to discipline Johnny at the dinner table, right? And let's say my spouse says all kinds of things. Some of them are blaming of me. Some of them are blaming of Johnny. And some of them have anger and complaints and criticisms. I'm listening for what are the feelings and needs. So when I reflect back, I might say something like, okay, So it sounds like you're feeling neglected, misunderstood, hurt, and worried for his future. And you're really needing for us to show him a better way because you fear otherwise he'll end up like your uncle who didn't have the right direction early on in his life and now he's struggling. Am I getting that right? See what I'm doing there? I'm getting to the underlying field. I'm not making it up. I didn't know that he'd bring up his uncle before I came into the conversation. If I come into the conversation already having made up my mind about what needs to be said and what the solution is, then I will never co-create with the other person. And if you're not co-creating, you will not come up with a new solution. You'll just end up repeating the same old ideas from past conversations that obviously didn't work right? One of the things that I often say to my clients is don't solve a conversation before having the conversation. A conversation, when it goes well, needs to be a space of discovery and co-creation. So you can't come to it with already having made up your mind. You need to come to it just with a context for yourself in the conversation and a willingness to seek clarity by asking Um, by reflecting back, is this what I'm hearing in terms of your feelings and needs? Am I getting that right? And they may still come back with anger and you keep reflecting back sincerely and asking for correction. Am I getting that right? Am I missing something? Help me understand. Now, the other person, when they feel understood, you will know. How will you know? Because they will relax. Their body will relax. Their agitation will relax. Their tone will slow down. Their volume will go down. See, one of the basic needs of any human being is to feel understood, right? And so when somebody feels understood, you can see it in their body language, in their tone, 
and in their sort of letting go of the defensiveness in their communication. They will just go from, yeah, and then you keep saying this and all of that to an energy of, yeah, no, that's, that's exactly what I'm worried about. Okay. So that's the clarity piece. The third C is compassion. I told you earlier that one of the most basic human needs is to feel understood. Another human basic need is to feel like other people like us, that we are loved. Because deep down, many of us, most of us really, are worried that we're not good enough, that there's something wrong with us. Okay? So one of my goals in any communication in the last 10 years has been to leave the other person feeling at least a little bit encouraged in some way. I want to verbally encourage them in some way. Even if it's a tiny drop, it's got to be sincere. So for example, that might sound like, honey, I really appreciate, I know we tried to talk about this two days ago and then both of us got worked up and we needed to take a break. I really appreciate you coming back to this conversation. I know it's not easy. And you came back to talk about it. I appreciate that. Or it might be just appreciating how hard somebody works for their family or how much you know that their worries are coming from a place of love or anything, anything that is sincere and related, at least tangentially related to the matter and the conversation at hand. It helps the other person feel encouraged, but it also helps you be able to see the person as a mixed person instead of just seeing them as the villain in the story that you have to somehow conquer so that you can get the solution that you want, right? So that's a third C is compassion, which operationalized sounds like encouragement, okay? And the fourth and final C, notice it's only the last one because it doesn't work if you don't do the first three. The last one is cure, and that's the solution. The common solution that both of you can agree on that takes into account both of your core needs and also allows both of you to be flexible and compromise on things that actually are not super duper important to you. You won't even know what is super duper important to the other person and what are things that they could take or leave without co-creating in that conversation, right? So a cure is something that you can only have when you have gone through the context setting, clarity seeking, making sure the other person feels understood without that, don't even move on, don't bother. Even if you come up with a solution, both of you agree on it, if you haven't gone through the first three C's, you will self-sabotage that solution. Trust me, I've done it a thousand times, okay? So the solution also needs to be newer and not just a repeat of something that you already tried last month, because obviously that didn't work. And again, newness comes, new end results come from new processes. And the process, if you bring the th first three C's into it, it will be a new process, which means you will have a new possibility that you both can try out as a 
cure or a solution that speaks to both your core needs. All right. So recap, communication is the crux of being able to do anything well with other human beings in this world. It, my framework is four C's. I created this after having messed up hundreds of conversations and hurt and damaged many relationships along the way. So I hope that you take this on as quickly as possible, hopefully today, so that you don't have to repeat my mistakes. Number one, the first C is context. Intention for yourself, intention for the relationship. Keep that as your North Star during the conversation. Keep repeating that North Star in your mind during the conversation so you don't lose track and crash into the rocks. Number two, clarity. By reflecting back underlying needs and feelings over and over until the other person feels understood. Number three, compassion. Leave the other person feeling encouraged in a genuine, at least small way. Number four, final, is a cure that both of you agree on that speaks to both your core needs. You can't even start talking about the cure or even say what should we do without the first three in place. All right? Listen, this is a whole month that we do inside Mastery, which is our monthly membership program. A whole month is devoted to going deep into conversations, communications, having the difficult conversations, speaking our truth, learning how to listen well, and learning how to shift repetitive arguments and repetitive patterns in any relationship. We go really deep in mastery and mastery is open right now. We only open twice a year. It's open right now for the next couple of weeks. If you'd like to actually apply these tools and master them for your own life, come and join us. The link is in the show notes. It's bit.ly forward slash masters of fate. That's all one word, no space, masters of fate bit.ly forward slash masters of fate. The link is in the show notes. I hope to see you there. Take care. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I hope that you enjoyed the show and that you're leaving with some great takeaways and maybe even some breakthroughs. If you're ready to master these tools and apply them to your life, come join us in Mastery. It's our monthly membership program where we help you customize these tools to your life Plus, we coach you and support you along the way. You can get all the details at bit.ly forward slash masters of fate. That's one word, no space, masters of fate. bit.ly forward slash masters of fate. The link is in the show notes. I hope to see you there.